0: A very warm welcome to St Columba's vogan As we come to worship, are we hungry for God or satisfied by all the comforts of our life? As we hear God's word, do we want to be fed or have we had enough? Jesus invites us to feast with him, so let us come for all is ready. Let us take a moment wherever we are this morning to remind us that God is with us. Mark is going to bring our reading for us this morning.
1: This morning's reading is from Ephesians 5 verses 15 to 20. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunken wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms. Hymns and songs from the Spirit sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mark, for our reading. So we come before God's word this morning. Let us Father, we give you thanks this morning that wherever we are, wherever we're sitting worshiping you, that we are able to be together from your word. And so Holy Spirit, you would open our eyes no, open our eyes to see you, open our ears to hear you. And may you put on our guests to hear this day. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want you to think about something for a moment. Each morning, a bank credits your account with 86,000 pounds that you carry over no balance from day to day. You're allowed to keep no cash in your account and every evening, whatever you have failed to use, it is cancelled out. You can't carry it over. What would you do? Probably, most of us would take every penny, every to our advantage. Well, the truth is, we have such a bank, and its name is Time. Every morning, it credits each of us with eighty six thousand four hundred seconds, and every night, it rolls out whatever is lost, whatever time that we fail to invest in for a good purpose carries over no balance, it allows no overdrafts and each day it opens a new account with you. Each day we get another 86,400 seconds to spend. There's no going back, there's no drawing against tomorrow. So let's think about the concept of time. Our memories that we have, whether it be from childhood or exciting and important things that we've done in our lives, are all recalling moments in time. We measure things by time. We measure out our days, our weeks, and even our seasons. We need to know on a constant basis what time it is because we have to be somewhere at a particular time. And time management is an important factor within our lives. We all wish that we had more of it, yet we waste so much of it. So Paul calls in this passage to consider our time. In verse 15 to 16, he says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil making the most of every opportunity. Paul is referring back to time. You see, there is a time for everything. There was a study done on around 60,000 Americans and in an average lifetime, an American will spend six months sitting at red lights, eight months opening junk mail, whether it be physical mail through the post or through your emails, one year looking for misplaced objects, whether it be car keys or phones or teaspoons, whatever, two years unsuccessfully returning phone calls, four years doing housework, five years waiting in a queue and six years eating. With this we see there is a time for everything. And we know that passage so well in Ecclesiastes chapter three, where it says there is a time for everything and a season for under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. The writer of this passage is Solomon and he wrote it. A- Stays towards the end of his years. He wrote it about a summary of what he had learnt about life. And as he pondered the times and cycles, he learned some things about how life operates. He learned that there is a time for everything to happen and a time to do everything. Our world runs on a schedule. We're running from one thing to the next. Solomon makes it clear that there is a natural order of things in life, in birth, in death, in harvesting and planting, and when the time comes for the first to be done, it's inevitable that the time for the second thing will come at some point, and when it comes to something like planting and harvesting, you won't be able to do the latter unless you get the right time for the former. If you procrastinate, you don't plant your seeds at the right time, you miss the opportunity, which means you also miss the harvest. When we know it's time to do something, we need to take advantage of the opportunity before we miss out. As saying, planting and uprooting, which he talks about in this passage, can apply to different things in life. There's a time to settle down and a time to stay a while, but there's also a time when it's appropriate to uproot and to go somewhere else, maybe to move house or if you're changing ministry. The time to be clear on when to do it. Don't wait too long for it can pass you by. That is what Solomon is teaching. But if you act too soon and you miss the remedy for the situation, timing is everything. Let's have a little look that uh, Solomon mentions. And a time to throw away. Sometimes we get rid of things too soon, or maybe we don't get rid of things at all. You ever watched that TV show about hoarders where they keep absolutely everything and won't give it away. In fact, sometimes they can't even get into their kitchen to put the kettle on because they have kept so many things over the years. There's nothing wrong with what we have, but sometimes we just want to change things in for a newer model. Sometimes we want to get rid of something and get the newest, the up-to-date version, whether it be a laptop or a phone, or maybe we want the new version of the front book cover rather than the old version. It's not always a long thing to do, but it's wise when we put a time to keep. In that sentence into practice? When it can be fixed or maybe do we need to keep it? Solomon says a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's one that we could all learn something from. Knowing when to do each is crucial in our relationships. Timing can be everything here as well. If we don't speak up when we should, the moment can be lost forever and we can't go back to that moment and change what we have said. We should be quick to speak encouragement, but slow to speak criticism. Solomon is putting the obvious into perspective for us, but we need to be reminded of these things. Life is about seasons and it's about cycles. There's a time for everything and everything has it. Timing is everything. Let's have a look at timing is everything. You've heard people say he was in the right place at the right time or he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we can look at situations as coincidental, even luck. But we should look and see how it might actually be divine timing? Whether they result come a positive outcome or a negative one, what is God trying to show us by allowing these little moments to happen? The timing of things happen is really important. For a moment I want you to think about the important events in your life and the way that things Was there ever a time when you looked back and realised had things out for you to be used in a specific way for such a time as this. Maybe you had a goal that you would be married by this age or that you would have children by this age and it just didn't happen. But as you look back, you see that God's timing is perfect, that his ways are better than ours. Timing is everything. Sometimes, We think the time is right, but it just isn't. John chapter says, after this Jesus went around in Galilee, purposely staying away from Judea because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. But when the Jewish feast of Tabernacles was near, Jesus' brother said to him, you ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore, Jesus told them, the right time for me has not yet come. For you, any time is right. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify what it does is evil. You go to the feast, I am not yet going up to the feast, because for me the time has not yet come. Having said these things, he stayed in Galilee." When Jesus asked his disciples he was, Peter answered that he was Christ. Then Jesus told them not to tell anyone, not to tell a soul, and as confusing as as that can be for the disciples in that situation and that season in their life, look back and they see why. It's not that Jesus didn't want people to know that he was the Messiah, but the time for this to be made public had not yet come. Jesus did everything according to divine timing, and he knew the people. Were going to hear this message. What? He waited, he trusted in his heavenly divine timing. We should look to the Lord for the right things to do at the right time. Do something. Results can be serious. Timing is everything if we don't want to ruin everything. Sometimes we'd like to see how the things we desire happen now. Sometimes we'd like to see in five years' time where we would be. But we need to understand that God operates in perfect timing. He causes things to happen with his infinite plan and his wisdom. He determines when the timing is right and not us. Thirdly, time in itself is everything. Time is a precious commodity. The older we get, perhaps, the more that we realise. Our world runs on time. We, as humans, are bound by time. Time is something that we can't stop. It waits for no one. The only one who has control over time is God, because God is the only one who is not bound by it second, past, present, and future is now to God. He is the I am, not the I was or the I will be. He is the I am. But since everything on earth runs by time, we are forced to govern our lives by it. Therefore, since time is so precious, it would be wise for us to think about the time that we have. Ephesians 5, 15 to 16 says, be careful then how you not as wise but unwise, not as unwise but as wise, most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now in the American Standard Bible, they change the word and they say, making the most of your time, making the most of your time. You've heard the phrase, time is of the essence, as if we need to do something immediately and we need to go somewhere. That indicates that there is a sense of urgency attached to something. It's about making a decision. It's about seizing the opportunity. If you wait too long, something may not turn out well. Martin Luther once said, I have so much to do today that I spend the first three hours in prayer. I want you to think about the last time that you had a really busy day. Like Martin Luther, did you get up and think, I have so much to do today that I'm gonna spend this first three hours in prayer? Probably not. In fact, the last busy day I had, I didn't spend three hours in prayer. You go to the first thing, you try and tick off, that to do list. But you see, Martin Luther knew that time governed his life, but that the God that he believed was in control of his time. He believed that God knew the perfect timing for everything. And so as he got up in the morning, he lay his life and his time before his Heavenly Father. And he asked him to do what he wishes with it. Surely that is not only a challenge, but an encouragement for us all, whether it be large, 30 minutes, let us commit the time that we have so freely been given to God. Our challenge this morning for you and for me is how are we going to spend our time? Whatever we have already planned with our time, how are we going to spend it? We have 86,400 seconds every single day. How are we going to spend that? Are we going to start the day like Martin Luther by committing that time to God and believing and letting his divine timing take control? Or are we going to take control of it? Are we gonna rule us? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the time that you give us in our earthly lives. Father, we pray that as we look at timing, Lord, that you would encourage us to use it for your will and not for our own. Father, when we feel like we don't have enough of it, may we fall at your feet and ask you to govern it for us. Father, as we set out on each day, whatever is on that to-do list, we each have the same number of seconds every day that you have given to us. And so we pray that by your Spirit, you would teach us and equip us to use it to your will, to your glory, according to your divine timing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, after being fed by you, Jesus, the living bread, send us out to feed others. Now that we are filled with your Holy Spirit, guide our hands as we offer your life to others. Now that we have the promise of eternal life with you, give us your love to share with the world. So the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.